Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. on the TantalkNetwork.com in Clearwater, Florida. And we're excited to be right here in the studio live This with Dr. Angel Falzoni right here at this table. We love being here, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, it's good to see you. We've had some uh, times where we've done a couple reruns lately and just because of illness and things like that. And uh, so good to be a little bit stronger and uh, able to be here, right? Yes. Yes, and Bobby always does a great job of finding something for us to use if we're not here. So, But we love being live, and that's our goal always is to be here live. And, of course, to entertain the calls if people call in, have questions. And this topic tonight could have some people call if they desire to. Uh, the phone number here is 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000, or you can text directly to my phone, 727-888-4171. And we have a lot of shows for our audience to listen to, don't we, Dr. Angel? Yes, we, we do. They're there. Where are they? They are on our website right. at goyard2014.org, O-R-G. And right. there they are tagged, titled, chronicled. Right. You can find the show that will meet your needs today. Exactly. And as always, we it's so good to be able to have the opportunity to store the shows uh, in podcast here on TantalkNetwork.com. And then later at the end of each month, putting them on our website is really cool because then people can go back to a show, a topic that they needed. Absolutely. When they need it. When the they moment. need it. <laughs> yes. And because some of these topics are specific to certain problems going on in our lives some of them are generally just general topics so uh can be used about any time in our lives like tonight's topic which is seizing opportunity seizing opportunity i guess you're gonna have to tell us what you mean by that in just a moment we also want to remind our audience that on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern, you can listen to the show. The show will play this Saturday and Sunday, 12 noon Eastern, and um, and on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. So we've got a lot of avenues for people to listen to our shows, and I think that's great. In this day and age with the technology that we have, it makes it so cool to know that we don't just do a show and then that's the end of it, but it lives on, you know, indefinitely. It does. I know. Isn't that amazing? That is kind of crazy, isn't it? it yeah. Really is. But but what a wonderful thing to have happen because so often people need certain topics, you know, and need to go back and refresh themselves on a, a certain thing on how to handle something or whatever. And it's right there at their fingertips. It's right there. If they're on it's a right mobile there. device or a computer or a tablet, right. it doesn't matter. It's right there. Yes. And and that's what's cool about this show. So what is this show all about, Doctor? I, I know I ask you from time to time, but we have new listeners from time to time. So we want to make sure they know why we're doing this and what it's all about. Well, go yard is a baseball term for hitting the home runs in life. And that's what the show is about, how we can live life and live it well. Right. Hit those home runs and not strike out. And, you know, just 
get through the day-to-day. Life can be challenging from oh, time yeah. to time when we get stuck or we hit a bump or a bruise. And, you know, this is to help us get through those moments. Right. There's a lot of times we don't know how to handle situations in our lives. Right? Life, Absolutely. Life is uh, kind of complex. We like to call this a life coaching show. That term is relatively new, I suppose. You've been doing life coaching for a while. Do you want to define that and maybe help our audience understand better about what our goals are here? Well, life coaching, it is kind of a broad term. It can mean a lot. But the way we're meaning it is to kind of coach you through specific things in life, to kind of give you some play that you can take into your life and apply to yourself to kind of get unstuck and to keep going forward. Right. Okay. So tonight we're talking about opportunities, and opportunities are all kinds of different things in our lives, aren't they? Absolutely. So how would you define an opportunity? You know, anything that will take our life to the next step or a better okay. place or all right. something positive for us. Sure. And you know, they're like, why would you do a show on positives? Of course we want positives in our life. Yeah. But the truth is a lot of people don't. Right. And they let opportunities pass them by time and time and time again. And that it may be in the form of a job promotion. Could it be. may mean that a family has to move from one area of the country to another. Could be a relationship opportunity. Okay. It could be, I mean, it can be, opportunities can come in our personal life or professional life, right. where we live, which maybe a different house opportunity comes your way to, you know, just to upgrade your lifestyle. And um, right. so it can be all kinds of stuff. There's no limit. Right. On what an opportunity can be. And opportunities sometimes come uh, in, in, when you're not looking for them, right? Most of the time they come when you're really not looking for them, which is why so many people let them go. Okay. One why is that? Why is it that they come so often when we're not looking for them? You know, opportunities just come. You know, sometimes okay. it's just things happen to work in a certain way and it just wasn't when you were looking for it. Right. But it's the step that, that would be good for you. Um, so there's no rhyme or reason. They just, they come when they come and we can't control when opportunities come and they usually don't align to our schedule. You know, oh, well, on Monday at six o'clock, my opportunity is coming. Right. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So an opportunity is a good thing. That's what you're saying. It's a good thing. But for some people, it's not. For some people, it's not a good thing. Why would it not be for some people? Well, you know, when opportunities come... The first thing that happens is it can be a little bit of a difficult process. You have some decisions to make. Right. Yeah. And things in your life are going to have to change. Right. I mean, we can't just embrace an opportunity and not have any changes happen because where's the opportunity? So a lot of times when this opportunity is beginning to present itself, something possibly what we might consider negative or difficult has happened Mm-hmm. A door has closed, perhaps. Could be, absolutely. On a let's say a job situation, and you're in this job. You've been in this job for quite a while. Just throwing out an example, and all of a sudden, the job you find out the job that job is going to dry up, or that opportunity that you have been working so hard at for years is going is going to go bye bye. Yeah, it can. That happens all the time, right? Especially you know in our economy. Um, jobs are a big one to have that happen to, but yes. you know, as soon as an opportunity presents, if we recognize it, a lot of times we don't recognize them and they just keep going by and someone else will seize it. Um, if we right. recognize this opportunity, then we have decisions to make and that can be a challenging process for some people. So what about the person who says, yeah, I can see that something good might come from this situation I'm in. But right now, I can't seem to even look at that. All I can concentrate on is I'm losing my job or I'm losing my home or whatever the case may be or a relationship, a marriage or whatever. And all they can look at is the negative because isn't that pretty common? Is that pretty much There's human a lot of nature? people that will look at the negative. And, and so what they'll do is they'll talk themselves out of their opportunities. Okay. Um, or they get stuck in ambivalent feelings. That's what you're describing. Ah. Ambivalent feelings, Bobby. We talked about this before ambivalent the show. Ambivalent feelings. It's having I will mixed, go look that up now. It's having mixed <laughs> feelings or emotions about something, having like contradictory feelings. Okay. So you want it and you don't want it at the same time. Okay. Can you give us an example of that? Well, excitement and fear. So there could be excitement. Yeah, this is a great opportunity, but fear, what is that really going to look like? Or what am I going to have to do to have that? Right. And so that's what I'm talking about with that ambivalence. And a lot of people 
have that. There's a part of them that's like, yeah, this could be a great opportunity. And then the rest of them's like, but my life is going to have to change. And, and see, I think that human nature does not like change that well. Am I wrong or right about that? You know, human nature doesn't like change. Okay. And I think it's funny because in the nature of life, we are set up for change. Every minute of every day is a new minute. Every hour, every day, every season, every We year. are, aren't we? Yeah. And we're set up for change, but something inside us, our humanness, wants us to make to it stay resist the same. It. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even our bodies change as we get older, right? And certain things don't work as well as other things. And the glasses get thicker yeah, over the here. glasses get thicker <laughs> the knees don't don't aren't as agile and and all of that stuff so we you're right we are constantly in a state of change mm -hmm. but what happens for so many people in my opinion is when they get into what they consider to be a really good place in life uh a good job that they like uh, a house that they enjoy um you know and and we tend it seems like correct me if i'm wrong we tend to think it's never going to change. That when we get to that good place, it's like I'm always going to be in this same place. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it doesn't even have to be a good place. It just has to be an okay place. Ah, Usually if we can okay. just get to an okay place, we're good and don't need it to change. Right. And so we're okay writing out, you know, just okay. Right. Okay. Um, but that's not life. Life is always changing. Right. And so we have got to change with it. Right. Yeah. Which is huge for some people because uh, perhaps it goes back to childhood issues where maybe people, a person was moved from one school to another continually. The family had jobs that changed or they moved. Uh, it, it, those kinds of things as children really leave take its, their toll on us as adults, don't they? They can, absolutely. Uh, change can, can be hard. Yeah. Well, you know, some people, there are some personality types that really embrace change and right. they love change. But most personality types don't, so. Okay, okay. All right, so um, so you talk about ambivalence. So mm -hmm. we, we got, let's say we've got the person saying, all right, just found out my job is being phased out. Okay, and I'm now I've got to look for a new job. So they've got to become aggressive and get on the internet and do everything that it takes to get another job, right? Yes. And with that comes a lot of fear, wouldn't you agree? Uh, it does come with a lot of fear because... That means doing something different. Maybe it's not going to be the exact same job. Maybe in the same field, but maybe different. What if I can't do that? You know, that right. fear of failure starts to emerge, or just the fear of different right. starts to emerge. The fear of different. <laughs> it does because right. you're comfortable. What you know, what you know, and you're comfortable doing what you know to right. do, even if you're not particularly happy doing it. Right. Yeah. And so that's where that ambivalence starts coming out. So then that's like that war inside inside right. us where. I want this. I don't want this. I want, you know, and it depends on the time of the day you're talking right. to somebody, which way you'll hear their talk start going, the, right. going toward it or away from it. And a lot of times it's easy for the, for the uh, fearful stuff to creep in because a change a lot of times comes with a lot of unknowns. Always. Right. Always comes with unknowns. Right. And so it's we, not predictable a lot of times. Not a sequence of predictability. And so we let opportunities yeah. go by right so often so a, a job offer comes but it means moving across the country it means a, a physical change it means stepping out in a new career level perhaps or whatever it can mean all kinds of things making right. new friends you know change can opportunities can come wrapped in all kinds of shapes and sizes and right so we a lot of times are reluctant in our human right to embrace opportunities in fact we start taking perspective you know that ambivalent feeling will start yeah. going either negative or positive one okay. of the sides are going to start winning on that okay and so if we take a negative perspective we're going to have more more unlikely for us to go towards to go towards the opportunity if we take the more positive perspective more likely we will start going in that direction and it occurs to me that when something like this happens usually it's rather traumatic if it's not expected not sought after let's say a job situation changing it has a lot to do with the persons right closest to you i would think in your life how they react to this you know you're right. change. a lot of times we look at those people and you yeah know, we might say oh, this is happening and what are they thinking what, are, what is their expression right because we're not sure how we feel, so we kind of need to bounce it exactly off yeah. others. 
And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad, especially if those people that you're bouncing it off are your parents, let's say, who don't want you moving across country. Correct. We have to be right? careful the sources. We have to be careful the sources because what they say and how they react to our our possible move or our possible opportunity change, whatever, is really influential with a it lot is, of people. And it will definitely influence our feeling right. about this opportunity. Okay, so what do you tell the person who has had this just happen? Let's say an, an opportunity, job is changing, that job's being phased out, now this opportunity comes along, but it requires a move, a big move, well, a major what, move. What I'm going to say is you have to look at that opportunity in all kinds of ways. We have to measure that opportunity. Is this really an opportunity? Okay. And what, Wait a minute. Other, what would mean if it, it... Well, just because you have another job available across the country doesn't necessarily mean it's the right job okay. for you or your family or whatever your situation is. So you have to start looking at it from more of a um, cognitive perspective. You know, the goods, the bads, the kind of outweighing that instead right. of the emotional right. perspective. Okay. Okay, so be more black and white, more pro and con? So more pro and con, more measuring this okay. and looking at it factually instead of emotionally. Okay. Um, to see if this is, am I really looking at an opportunity? Okay. Because so, sometimes things mask themselves as opportunities and they may and not they necessarily not. be that. Okay, all right. So um, a person gets a job situation, an offer, whatever, and it requires this move, but there's pros and cons with the job. Could be pros and cons with the job, the city, your right. family situation. I mean, every person's got to take this right. for, for their family. And this is a decision we talk about and we weigh out when yeah. we have an opportunity. But the perspective we take is going to depend on what we're seeing with this opportunity. So okay. if we take that uh, positive perspective this could be an opportunity. Um, we're going to, you know, have embrace more of those excitements. Right. Um, and we're, we're going to look for the, could this really grow my life? Aha. Uh -huh. And my family's That's a good life? question. That's a good question to write down and just to really ponder. Could this could be this really something? Yeah. Help us. Right. Um, the people who take the positive perspective, they tend to have more positive feelings. Um, okay. Because they're looking for um, the positive um, and they tend to be able to overcome some of maybe the obstacles or negative feelings. So right. maybe they've weighed this move across the country and they're like, you know what, this is an opportunity. And right. then they share with the in-laws and they're like, no, no. way. <laughs> but maybe they, because they feel they've bought in and they're positive and they see right. this opportunity, they're able to overcome those negative feedbacks better. Right. And so often the people that are affecting our decision or trying to affect it have a lot of fear. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, that fear for you kind of thing. Or exactly. their life is going to be different, especially if you're talking of, you know, a family moving to a new town or a city or state. You know, there's fear for them. What's oh, my yeah. life? Who's going to help me? Who's going to be there? You know, and so they have their own fear of exactly. change. When I was 10 years old, long time ago, a couple uh, years ago, and I have two younger sisters, and our parents felt that God was leading them to the mission field in Central America. Okay. And I remember the night that, and this took months of praying and really this, this was God. And, but I remember the night that we went as a family to my grandparents' home, which was my dad's parents. And we were very close to them. And my parents set them down and said, here's what we're doing. Here's what God, God says we're doing. And we're moving like four months from now to Central America and we'll be there, you know, for several years without coming back in between, etc. I can remember my grandparents, uh, and as as young as I was, their reaction, they were very upset, to say the least. And, you know, a lot of questions, why would you want to do this? Well, God, God's leading this direction, whatever. And the final end of that evening of a lot of tears and a lot of yelling and all of that was, well, you guys can go, but the girls stay here, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, we're keeping them. We're going to raise them. You want to go do something crazy like this, you go. But the girls are staying. Of course, my parents said, no, that's not the way it's going to work. But it was, and I remember that night, all of this fearful stuff. I was only 10, but listening to all of it was, what if this happens? What if that happens? This is a country you don't even speak the language yet. You know, on and on and on and on and on all the negative stuff 
But yet my mom and dad were sure that God was in this, which he was, and they were able to weather that storm. It takes strong people to weather a family attack like that, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it takes, first of all, knowing this is the opportunity yes, for us right, and embracing that. Embracing it, right. Which they did. They had the courage to do that. And I thank God all the time that they did have that courage and stood up to the family pressure. Sure. You know? And then, you know, a lot of times we fold oh, when yeah. that happens. Yes. Even if we believe that this is a good opportunity, as soon as we get that, you know, first negative feedback from someone we really care about, it's like we question it. Right. And then we're back to ambivalent feelings ambivalent again. Ambivalent feelings. And, and so, you know, when we're faced with an opportunity, the first thing I would suggest anybody to do is not share right with others share with the people that are directly impacted so if you're you know husband wife children you know those kinds of people but outsiders you, you need guys to, need to figure it out <laughs> first right i agree because totally. maybe it isn't the opportunity and you've you know open and you've taken emotional yeah. feedback and let it weigh your decision and it wasn't right the, maybe the right decision for your family but you guys need to figure that out first Yes. before yes. you start opening the door to feedback. And don't you think so often people rush into major decisions without? Well, usually the first thing they do is pick up the phone and start calling everyone around. This is happening. What do you think? <laughs> right. Right. But I, I like what you're su suggesting. In, in order to make the best quality decision about this opportunity, whatever it might be, take your time to slow down. Take your time. That's right. You know, look at it. Look at the facts. Right. Look at the facts, not the feelings. I right. know we talk about facts versus feelings. This is what is this opportunity? What is it? What does it entail? What is, you know, where is it approving our life? You know, right. And those are things to start looking at. Exactly. Okay. So what about the person who is presented with this opportunity, but they're just absolutely riddled with fear? How do they combat that? Well, you know, the thing is, is fear will suck you down and take you under very quickly. And so combating right. fear is facts. Right. Really help combating fear is let's look at the facts of this. Right. Um, because there's no emotions in facts. And, you know, all change comes with fear. Right. No matter how excited we are, there's always that I'm still afraid deep down inside. Right. Exactly. Um, and so no, learning that we can't live life in a feelings mode. Right. Not getting us anywhere fast. So it's facts versus feelings a it lot really of times. Is. Yeah. So it's so important. Um, and, and how the mindset of a person that is facing some new opportunities is extremely important, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because like that, that's an example of being fearful and, and letting the fear control you and maybe keep you from the best job you've ever had. And, and, and rob you of opportunity. Right. And the thing is, people who are tend to be more fear-based, um, they will look at fear and worry no matter what. A lot of times what facts or evidence is there, they're still looking in that fear, and that's the lens that they view it. So they're right. going to find everything to be fearful of. Right. But, you know, the thing for them is they experience more regret. Ah, really? They experience more regret because they're more unlikely to move towards change, but they want the change. So part of them wants it, but part of them is so afraid to move forward. It takes courage, doesn't it? It takes a it? lot of courage. We're going to talk more about this right after the break. Don't go anywhere. And uh, let's just see what we can learn about opportunities tonight. Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, 
and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at And that should be the attitude of somebody that really wants to succeed in a new opportunity. And seize those opportunities. Seize, seize the day, right? Absolutely. But so many people are so pessimistic and they've got all the what ifs just right in front of their face. And they are just worried, 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 worried takes over anxiety, takes over it panic, does. takes over fear, takes over. And what do you say to that person, Dr. Angel, who needs to make a decision about some beautiful opportunity that's landing in their lap right now, but who's listening right now and they're going, but what if this happens and what if that happens and what if this happens and what and, if I... You know, yeah, you can drive yourself crazy, literally, <laughs> and the can. what ifs and the right. buts. Right. And, and it comes to a point where you have to look at your evidence and take a leap of faith, so to say, you know, right. calculated leap. Right. But, um, and make a move. And they are moving. They're just letting it go and deciding not to, right. to take their opportunities. They're still making decisions. The decision of no decision is decision. Yeah, it's still a decision. They Absolutely. just don't see that right. as decision. Does it, it go back to people being basically optimistic or pessimistic? It really does. I mean, that's. I know it sounds really simple, but that's part of the foundation of how you're going to look at opportunities. Okay. Um but just because you're optimistic doesn't always mean you're still seizing them all because there's right. other aspects to it. But they tend to seize more opportunities than those who are negative and pessimistic. Okay. So there's a mindset that some people have that's rooted in pessimism, fear, worry, anxiety, mm-hmm. and all of that. And it's so hard for them to just step out and grab a, a moment. And grab a moment. Even small opportunities can create a lot of fear for some people. And right. so... And one of the things I think that stumble people, stumble people, it's a stumbling block, okay. I guess I'll use that word. All right. You know, no matter how great an opportunity is, there's still going to be some difficulties. Right. You know, if I drop $10 million on someone's lap today, right. they're going to want to seize that $10 million. I don't think they're going to have the question, is this a good opportunity or not? But there's still difficulties with sure. having that. Now sure. they have a whole new set. A problems. A problems that they right. didn't realize that they were going to have. And so difficulties always come with periods of growth, periods of change, opportunities. And what happens, this is where the rubber meets the mode for, yeah. road for a lot of people. And um, they may have started embracing it, and now this right. difficulty happened, and now they are gonna might start resisting it. Yes. And so... Last week, we played again the show we did a few weeks back on getting unstuck from mm-hmm. abusive relationships, okay? Because... Number one, we really want to get that information out there over and over again. What do you say to the person who knows that they need to break free from that abusive situation and take an opportunity? Perhaps they're at a crossroads ready to go move forward into divorce, leaving the situation behind, taking some critical steps, which they know that in the long run, let's say, Three years down the road, they'll be happier. But in the short run, they're just, they're almost 
petrified. They're just well, and that's. I that, mean, this this is the same that's type that of thing. Paralyzed state, right? And letting that fear, right, paralyze you, and the you know what change looks like. And there may be you know there's always some kind of challenge or difficult situation. Embracing every kind of change at some level, and so that's all they can see, and they can't see past right to what's you know on the other side. It's like that mountain, you know, and um, they're letting that fear and doubt yeah stop them. And it's common, don't you think, especially with people trying to get unstuck from difficult relationships, oh, right? Yeah. Even though the opportunity is right there to have a new life and to quit being yelled and screamed at all the time and cheated on and, and all of the stuff that makes up abusive relationships, the actual act of stepping into the new life is pretty difficult for a lot of people. It is pretty difficult. And, you know, and there's a lot of dynamics in play that yeah. will keep people in there. You know, it's the... What are they getting from that relationship? Right. What's the emotional connection? Do they blame themselves for that behavior? Like, so there can be a lot of other dynamics yeah. that talk them out of change. Right, right. Even though on paper it looks good mm-hmm. and still there's that pull and tug, what do you say to that person tonight? Oh, I say that that's a change that you can't afford to not make. Okay. Um, in other words, you have to make a change that really drastic. You know, we're going to go into the reactions of growth and opportunities. And okay. I'm going to use this term again, but you have to go all in. When you're leaving a difficult, abusive relationship, I call it all in. It, it comes from poker, playing poker. When you're you, right. you know, you can throw your, all your, you, know, you think you have a great sure. game, you throw all your chips all in. You are all in. You're, you're either winning it or you're out, yeah. you know, and right. that's what that kind of change needs is an all in. Right. Not a, I'm leaving, but I'm going to take your phone calls or we're still going to talk on the back. It is an all-in, move forward, don't exactly. that moment. And that's what a person that is getting unstuck from an abusive relationship has to do. Has to do. There is no other way to do it to Block be calls, all of that. It's got to be an all-in situation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the person that is listening out there right now and they say, yeah, I've got to make such a drastic change in my life. But part of me is resisting it. I I'm just don't want to do it. Well, and they can, they have a decision to make. The decision of no decision and staying right, right where they're at with the life that they have, wh- wherever it's at. Or the decision of let me try this all in. Right. And go all in and see where you are in six months. See where you are in a year. Why the all in concept? Why can't, and I'm just going to be the devil's advocate no, here. Ahead. Why can't a person like that that's been living in an abusive situation, let's say, for 20 years, why can't they do it partway and just keep trying to make nice with the, the person and, and keep that person calm and not so angry, et cetera? There's more dyna- dynamics at play with a situation like that. Right. Um, you're dealing with attachment issues and mental health issues and all kinds of stuff. And when it gets to that level and you're sucked in and you feel stuck and you need to get out, Right. You know, it's like a slave leaving their master. You know, they leave. They don't look back who had them before. Right. Well, I still had, you know, a roof over my head and meals in my belly when I was a slave. No, they go. Right. And it's the same kind of mentality because emotionally you're kind of in that slave mentality. That is exactly right. You feel free. Right. And so it's either I go for freedom or I'm right. still in bondage. There's, it's like being half pregnant. There's no such thing as half pregnant. Right, exactly. You're either free or you're a slave right. with a, an abusive relationship. So half in is still slavery. Right. Wow, that's huge. It is. That, that is huge, what you're talking about. Okay, so a lot of people resist growth opportunities because uh, fear of the unknown, not knowing what they're going to get into, how hard is this going to be, uh, what if I can't make my bills? What if I move clear across the country? Nobody ever comes to see me. I mean, on and on. And oh, on. yeah. That, that's a resist. So there's four major reactions to growth opportunities. Okay. The first type of person, they just resist altogether. Okay. All right. They are going to talk themselves out of it. All right. And they are going to find every reason why not. Right. Okay. Why not? This is not going to Is that happen. pretty common? With, a lot of, yeah. Yeah. I think it is, too. It is. Um, missed you know, opportunities missed, though, you know, missed. then 10 years down the road thinking I should have taken that job back, you know, whatever. absolutely. And you know what? And that's it. That's the key because resistors feel sad, depressed and regret. 
Right, right. Mm-hmm. But they resist. And it doesn't even matter the evidence you can bring a resistor. Right. They are going to naysay it and find a, a reason why not. Right. You know, um, resistors sometimes will push opportunities away because they're not the perfect opportunity. Right. Um, you know, you don't have a job and you have this opportunity now to get hired for $10 an hour. Oh, well, I'm going to pass that away because I need a management position. Right. Well, $10 is better than $0. Right. You know, exactly. Instead of taking yes. steps, yes. they're just going to be unemployed right. for 10 years while they're waiting for this grand perfect position. Yeah. Those are resistors. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've uh, known people like that in uh, that just waited on a management position oh, instead yeah. of just, just taking stayed, a job. You know, Helpless and unemployployed and miserable right. for yes. all this time. It's and not they uncommon. Then <laughs> at least bridging some of right. that gap. Right. They resisted because it wasn't the opportunity. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So common reactions to growth opportunities. The first one is the resistor. What's the second one? The avoider. The avoider. Who's the avoider? <laughs> These people tend to believe that growth opportunities should only be seized if everything is in line and the stars are in line. Uh, and, you know, this opportunity is blaming opportunity, opportunity, oh, opportunity. Yes. Um, and everybody's in agreement that you should move over and there. Everyone's and take this reaction job. is going to be perfect. Yes. Everything is going to be great. Absolutely. You know, the sky is going to open up in this. And that's when I take an opportunity. They're the avoiders. Okay. Um, they have a lot of magical thinking. Explain magical thinking. Well, they just think things will happen because that's the way it should be. Ah. And if this is for me, that's how I'm going to know it's for me because it's okay. just going to, the yellow brick road's going to take me to the right. Emerald City perfectly. Right. Without any hassles and any problems. No difficulties. And if they start having issues, they think they've missed it. If they've committed to a job, let's say somewhere across the country, but now they've got a couple quirks and, and kinks to work out. Well, the, then that's, that wasn't the opportunity. Yeah, so then then they second-guess themselves, right? Absolutely. Um, they tend to view themselves as victims. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. The avoiders. Because All right. Because nothing good is happening to me. Right. Instead of, I've just passed up the last 10 opportunities because some, you know, change happens with some difficulties. and Right. Then they back back out. And right. And now, why is not anything happened for me? And they kind of feel a little hopeless at times. Okay. You know, they're the ones that are waiting for the windfall of you know, Ed McMahon to show up on the door with a $10 right. million dollar check instead of seizing the things around them. Okay. Wow. All yeah, right. So then they tend to see people who are doing better right. as lucky. Ah, okay. And it leaves them feeling even more negative feelings mm-hmm. about themselves, mm-hmm. their life. Because they're attributed everything to luck and mad. That's what I mean by magical, magical thinking. Magical thinking. Some other force out there right. controlling not necessarily God. You're no. not talking about God. You're just talking about magical thinking. Magical okay. thinking. Yeah. Okay. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Oh, yes, there are. You I know? hear it all the time in counseling. Do you? <laughs> yes. And and so basically, though, that gives you an excuse. If things aren't going exactly the way you thought it should, then you have an excuse to back out and an excuse to sit and wait. Let it go. and wait. Let it go. Wait. And keep waiting. So the avoiders avoid mm-hmm. opportunities all the time. Right. But they avoid it and feel a victim, whereas the resistors will not embrace that opportunity, but then they feel regret. Oh, okay. So there's a different back feeling from right. the reason we're not embracing, even right. though the outcome's still the same. Okay. okay. Then we have the half-harders. Ah. So they are a little more optimistic, and they're okay. like, yeah, this is a good opportunity. I am going to start making my journey towards this opportunity but they kind of have one foot towards growth and one foot in the same. Okay. So they're half-harders. They're in it with half their heart. Okay. So they're wishing they could just still stay in the, where they, they want, were. Yeah, they, they want really the security want of where they're at. Yes. Okay. Well, this applies again to our abusive relationship type person who is knows that with her head mm-hmm. or, or her heart, I guess, I don't know, with her heart, she knows, but it's just something's just not quite connecting and she really wants things to stay a certain way. Right. There's a security in the way things are, but there's hope for a change, you know, in the change. And so right. I want them both. I want them both. So they live kind of in the middle of that. On the line, in the middle of it. And, so, but the problem is in, in getting out of an abusive situation, you cannot live in the middle. You're not out. You're not out. 
Yeah, there you go. You're still in. It's slave versus free. There you go. Absolutely. But even any kind of change, so embracing maybe just a promotion at your work where you're doing a new position, but you're kind of half doing the new position and your foot's still kind of a little bit back where you were. Right. And what happens is these people tend to get very frustrated. Okay. Um, They're the grumblers and the complainers. Okay. So now they're looking at everything in the new opportunity as, Oh, this is so miserable. Why is this happening to me? This is so bad. Things were better when. Oh, gosh, yes. I know you've heard this before. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, basically, living in the past, and mm-hmm. if only I had, you know. Just... So these might be the people that will take a new position, and maybe they only hold it for a couple months because their mindset thought about how good it was before they made the change. Right. So they just go back. They just go back. Yeah. They quit. Yeah. They start, and then they quit. That half-heartedness. Yes. But that happens all the time oh, yes, in abusive it does. situations, Dr. Angel, when when women get talked into, oh, this time come back to me, honey, I'll be fine, and I won't do this. I'll quit beating you. I'll quit this. I'll quit that, and everything's going to be fine. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Promises. And then, Promises. you know what, when you're dealing with, you know, any kind of change, all four of these types right. of responses can happen. But right. the half-hearted one is pretty common. Where they want out, but there's something that's holding. Right. There's some security in it. And so they right. half-hearted. So I might move out of the house physically, but I might still take your calls or meet you for coffee or, right. you know, engage in family activities or whatever it is. They're half, they're, they're not out. Well, I want you to address that because I know there are listeners that have this very issue going on right now. So what would you say to that person who is trying to do that balancing act thing of living in between. You can't. Okay. It's going to drive you crazy and everybody around you crazy because you can't do it. You're still in. If you're half out, you're still in. Okay. There's no such thing as being half out of an abusive relationship. Okay. Which also applies to if you're going to take a new job and you have to move to California uh, you you got to move to California. Right. You move there and then you start getting in the L.A. traffic and you're like, oh, my gosh, it's two hours. Yeah, of work. Why, this did is I so do this? why am I doing this? Oh, right. it's so much better when right. they're the kind that get back on the plane, plane and, move and back. go back. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And this happens this all is, the time. We're talking about people who really can't make up their minds about all what they really the want. I have watched people start mm-hmm. and talk themselves right out of it. Right. Okay. It's very frustrating. As a counselor. As a therapist. As a therapist, absolutely. So these half-hearted people, they want change, but they're not sure they're willing to give up some of the things that they've been used to having, whatever those might be. Or just doing it different. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, difference, just as learning a new method of something. And, you know, it takes a little more brain effort to do it different. And, you know, their job (laughs) they knew was automatic for their brain and, they quit and I keep using job. It's not just job. It can be all kinds of stuff, but they do. They'll start the change and then into it a little bit, a few months, maybe a week. I don't know. And then they turn right back and let it go. And that so applies to so many abusive relationships. Oh, that's usually the pattern for those. They, they definitely are half harders a lot of the time. Yeah. They're half with it mm-hmm. and, 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 and can talk the good talk either direction, right? Mm-hmm. They can. Oh they, yeah, they can argue it either they way. They can argue it either way, and they can make you feel like they're ready to to jump out and and be bold. What do you say to that person tonight who is in this half-hearted mess? You and can't needs- be half-hearted. You can't do it and be out. You're still in. There's only one way to get out of that mess, and that's our last way to embrace change, and that's all right. the let's all talk about inners, it. All inners. All inners. Right. These are the people who want change. They realize this is an opportunity. Okay. I am going all in. I am going to give this everything I have. Right. I am going to make small changes. I'm going to embrace things. I am right. going to look at this as a stepping stone to maybe a bigger, you know, opportunity in my future down the road. So they will take that $10 an hour job when they really want that management position right. down the road. Um, they have more positive emotions. When you're all in, you're all in. You have more positive emotions. And right. when you hit some of those challenges, it empowers all inners. I have right. a challenge. How am I going to get through this? Right. And so they're looking for problem solving techniques to keep going. Right. They're not looking back. Right. They're looking, how do I keep going forward? So 
I would think it's very important for an all-inner to cut off the communication from the people that would try to drag them back. Not necessarily. Um, typically, all-inners can, they're so convinced this is what they need to do that they can make this decision even with negativity around them. If okay. they're really all in, that means they are invested in this completely. It takes a lot to unconvince somebody who's all in. Okay, okay. Half-harders, yeah. They right. can be talked out of it all day long. An all-inner, it's really hard to talk them out of it. How do you jump that gap between being half-hearted and all-in? First is recognizing this is an opportunity. Okay. And I'm doing this no matter what. Okay. I'm not looking back. Right. I am going forward. I want forward so bad. I am jumping in with both feet and I'm going to just keep going forward. That says, okay, what I've been doing for the last 20 years or whatever the case may be has not brought me happiness, has not brought my children's safety and happiness, has not been good for me, for my family. So a change is necessary. Absolutely. And then they buy into it right. to where they're looking only forward. Right. Forward momentum. Um, they wow. tend to move toward that change no matter what anybody says around them. Wow. They are all in. They are. They experience um, some more feelings of isolation. People are, a lot of people are jealous of all-inners. Oh, yeah. Because they want the change as all-inners can get. Right. They just don't want to be all-inners to get it. Right. Um, so all-inners can have some isolation in life, um, but they achieve what they're trying to achieve exactly because it's not an option for them not to exactly take those steps we should admire these people absolutely yeah because they've they've got a goal and don't you think that helps with a, to be an all-inner is to see the goals of where you're headed mm -hmm. and and do something put those down on paper to whatever absolutely what, do you want to yeah. talk about that all-inners definitely have forward thinking okay um and so Seizing opportunities for all-inner, and all-inners do this. Becoming an all-inner, they are embracing opportunities, even less than perfect ones. Okay. Anything that they see as an opportunity and something better, I am going for it. I'm looking for them. I'm not waiting for them to knock on my door. I'm looking where they're at. And I'm I would, seeking them out. I would think it would be important to visualize what life would be like if you weren't living with a spouse who was continually cheating on you or screaming at you or demeaning you or treating you like a dog basically absolutely and so they are looking constantly they're setting a goal doesn't have to be big goals they may set a little goal i just want a job or i just want a new house or i just want to be out of this relationship right and they move totally towards that goal right exactly wow wow so they're constantly all inners are all the time looking for the positive stuff they're all yeah they're they are looking things through this is making my life better my I life have a challenge I can, right I am going to look for how I can solve this challenge to make my life better instead of I have a challenge. Oh, gosh, I need to go back. Right. Right. So there's got to be a continual self-talk going yes. on. Correct? Yes. Talk to me about that. Well, self-talk is believing that this is the positive way for me to go. Right. Embracing that. And having people who support that change around you can really help an all-inner, right. especially if you've never been an all-inner before, find ways to solve that problem. So, yeah, we might not have all the resolutions inside of us, but we will look out to where we can get some of those answers. Who exactly. can help me solve this step that I have to so I can keep going forward? Right. So they do draw on resources oh, around absolutely. them. Absolutely. They have to draw on resources. Right. And they keep that mental attitude of, this challenge is, I, I can get through this challenge. Yeah, they're thick-skulled, and this is the one way thick being thick-skulled. That's, you know, we use it with our kids. We don't like it when our kids are thick-skulled, you right. know. Right, yeah. Um, but all-inners are very thick-skulled, and meaning they're in. They're in it to win it. They're in it to go the distance. Wow. Right. And to to see what their life is going to look like five years down the road or a year down the road. They're or, very usually very accomplished people, and they do meet most of their goals. Wow. Wow. So to the person out there right now, we've just got a couple minutes left, who recognizes that they're a half-hearted person or that they are actually resisting change or avoiding change and that they obviously just don't want it bad enough to make the sacrifices necessary. What do you say to those kind of people tonight? I say it's time to do it different. 
Uh -huh. You know, you're not living the Goyard life until you can seize right. those opportunities. Right. Okay. Whether it be a job or getting out of an abusive relationship. Or, or all kinds of stuff. So many things out there. You know, don't wait for them to happen to you. Go look for them. Go look for them. Decide. Get up in the morning and decide that I'm going to be an all-in. Today is a day of opportunity. Right. And, and seize those opportunities. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So much goodness, good stuff right here. So kind of sum up for us, doctor, where we're at, because we got about two minutes here before we have to get out of here. And because it's been a very important show. And I think as it turned out, it wasn't planned this way, but as it turned out, it was a great follow-up to this, this show we did last week again on getting out of these abusive relationships, getting unstuck. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're in those types of situations, you really do need that person that support anchor and it right. may be a professional person a therapist or something right. that can really give you um emotionless sound counsel right emotionless sound counsel yeah when we Explain reach out that. to our families you know there's an emotional investment in oh, it. they yeah. don't want to see us yeah. hurt but when we're reaching to somebody that's they don't have an investment in this it does it's not affecting their life Right. They can give you objective, sound, emotion. It's not about my emotions now. Now it's about helping guide you right. where you need to go. So what I've heard you say through all this today is that we need to be very fact-based if we're going to make constructive, Absolutely. good change, right? You know, so look at, when you look have at an the opportunity, facts, set look, them down, yep. write them on paper down, right? Absolutely. So look where for am I going with this what if I take this opportunity? What are the positive facts? What are the negative, negative facts? facts? Right. You know, weigh it out. Am I half-hearted? Am I resisting this change? Am I avoiding it? Or am I all in? Yes. If I'm sitting with my poker chip stack, am I pushing it all Whoa, in? Exactly. Am I willing to be that brave and courageous? And what are the good things that are going to come from my decision if I am an all-inner? Absolutely. Boy, there's a lot for our audience to think about here. Excellent stuff. I don't know where we're going next week. You don't either. No, but we're on this wild ride. <laughs> we are on this wild ride, and we love doing this show. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to do a question-answer show again soon. Just go to our website, goyard2014.org, and listen to other shows. Also, send us emails with your questions for our uh, Q&A shows, and that's goyard2014 at gmail.com. You can always text me directly, and we'll use those questions for our Q&A shows, too. 727-888-4171. So we encourage you, go back and listen to these shows. Bobby will have this show up on podcast tonight. Okay, so call a friend and say, you need to listen to what just happened on Go Yard. And this show can change lives. It's Absolutely. been amazing. Do you have anything else you'd like to sum up with? You know what? Let's seize those opportunities. I'm excited to hear what opportunities our listeners are out there seizing. Yes, absolutely. And you can write Dr. Angel personally at goyard2014 at gmail.com and uh, ask her those questions, whatever it is you want to know. We are excited about next week. We'll see what's going to happen next week. So call a friend, join us for Go Yard. And this has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard every single week right here on TantalkNetwork.com. See you next week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.